Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Hello and welcome to another episode of Recovery Talks Podcast. I'm Andy Daniel. And I'm Jim Haney. This episode, we're going to be talking about self-care. Yes, we are, Andy. This is a good This is a good topic. Yeah, it's kind of timely right now. It just happened that this was on our schedule for this month, but there's some isolation that we're having to do right now because of the COVID-19 outbreak. And so it's a good time to talk about the things that you can do to take care of yourself in a stressful time, whether it's this outbreak or you're just stressed at work or there's a snowstorm and you're stuck in your house for a week. Exactly. And uh, I think being stuck inside, I think uh, for me, one of the things is, you know, how do I stay physically active? Yeah. You know, because I would normally, you know, walk to work and walk home and each day make sure I get outside and, you know, I'm doing things. So that can be a challenge with what's going on. Or like you said, I mean, it could be just a snowstorm or maybe we're not feeling well. Maybe we're just not feeling well. And so we're kind of stuck at home. How do we stay physically active physically well how do we take care of ourselves so we'll work our way all through the uh the different self uh, we're looking at a self-care wheel is what we're looking at so different elements what do you like to do andy to take care of yourself physically well physically for me really i think my focus a lot of times is on sleep i have some trouble sleeping sometimes and so Sort of doing those rituals that help calm me down in the evenings. I stay off of Facebook and stuff like that when it gets close to bedtime because then I get all keyed up if there's something, you know, that catches my attention or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to kind of do those little things. And I think part of that is recognizing when that is affecting the rest of my life, right? Like I could maybe not sleep well for a couple of days and, and be okay, but... Once it hits a point where uh, it's interfering and stuff, I really need to stop and focus on making sure I've got those rituals and that I'm doing the best I can to get the rest I need. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I think for me, it's about, like I said, getting out and uh, walking or riding my bicycle when the weather's nice. I love to get my bike out and go for a bicycle ride. And that always really helps me to feel better. And if I can get out and go hiking, that's like, that's the ultimate, that's the best one. But that can be really challenging in the wintertime and the weather's sort of up and down or snowing or sleeting, those kinds of things where the weather's not ideal. Sometimes that's not possible. So I think like you, you know, the sleep one is a big, is a big one. And then also just taking time off work, you know, having time and getting away. It doesn't have to be 
even like a formal vacation, but just getting getting out, maybe going somewhere, maybe take a ride to like Billings or something. My wife and I will go and um, just getting out really helps quite a bit. And then also, you know, I'm not a big, I'm not a big like pill taker, but I definitely notice a difference when I get on a regimen of taking vitamins, you know, or supplements definitely help me to feel better for sure. That's a big one. Yeah. And of course, other things that fall into that can be uh, healthy eating. Oh, yeah. That's that's a big one right there. I think healthy eating, making sure you're getting fruits and vegetables, right? And not just yeah. drinking soda pop and eating candy bars all the time, right? All right. So what's another area of self-care that we need, we need to consider? Um, another one is psychological which can kind of go along with like intellectual if you're looking if you're thinking of it as the eight dimensions of wellness wellness <laughs> so things like learning new things mhm mm mhm mm mhm practicing some creativity can help you with that mm -hmm. spending some time doing an activity that is helpful to you, but not necessarily focused on physical, right? Mm -hmm. So gardening or painting mm -hmm. or, you know, something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, gardening is a great one. Getting out and uh, whether you're growing flowers or herbs or vegetables, I think just the the practice itself of gardening is really beneficial. Uh, watching something grow and then having to take care of it, you know, water and seedlings you know keeping it warm and sunlight those kinds of things so that's definitely also another one um, that I find myself doing is um, especially this time of year or like in the winter not not so much in the summertime but like soaking up the sun you know like the sun pops out and maybe it's been kind of cold and <clears throat> snowy for a few days and it's like oh the sun and just like being very mindful, just like pausing and just letting the sun, you know, feel it on my face, let it, let it sort of heat up my body is, is, is pretty cool. Feels really good and definitely has a psychological impact for me. Makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. Another thing I think is you could join a support group, right? And so that sort of feeds your psychological well-being uh being with people of similar in similar circumstances or even just you know connecting with people online or on the phone or or something like that you know some of that sort of social but i guess if it's a, if it's a focus on your psychological well-being it's slightly different than social self-care right so you know finding that support somewhere uh, and making a point to actually do that. I think sometimes we let those things fall away when we get busy or overwhelmed. For sure. Yeah, I think there's some of these that some of the activities or things you're doing definitely hit on more than one. Cause like when you said the uh, the support group one, I think I think of the social support, but I also think of the emotional support that comes along with that. And so I think it's, it's great when you can find things that 
you know, you might list it in like this one, we're talking, we were talking about psychological support, but they carry over or spill over into other areas and you sort of get a twofer or threefer, you know, when you're doing something, you get a boost in these other areas because they're all tied together as we go through our journey of recovery and we're working on improving our lives we're doing things and they're helping us in in a multitude of ways they're not just helping us in one one way so finding those that can help us in multiple areas i think is is pretty cool yeah so yeah that one you know bleeds over into emotional so other things that you can do for to practice self-care uh, for your emotional well-being you can you know spend some time laughing with someone or you know watch something funny do some laughter yoga yeah laughter yoga yeah there you go if you don't know what that is after you're done with this podcast google it and if you're going to google it commit to doing it there's some short ones there's some short videos online that you can do even if you're just doing one of the short like 10 minute ones but make the commitment to do it and you will see it will have a big impact on you because just talking about it, it's making me laugh right now. Yeah, laughter yoga is a good one. Another good one with laughter, I did this one, is to watch a, a comedy routine, you know, each day or each week and, and to make a point, being mindful of it, right? So if you're on uh, whatever, one of the streaming channels, you know, Netflix or Amazon or whoever you're doing, Hulu, to watch a stand-up comedy routine make a big difference in your life. You'll find yourself laughing and that sort of becomes contagious and definitely helps you to feel better. How about spiritual? What what kinds of things do you think you do, Jim, for uh, your spiritual well-being? Well, this is, this is one of my twofers. So if I go out, if I go hiking particularly if I'm in the backcountry like of Yellowstone or I'm getting like up into the mountains is really kind of a spiritual practice for me. And so I not only get the physical aspect, the well-being from that, the endorphins and everything, getting the, getting outside, but there's definitely a spiritual side to it. Spending long, long periods of time out in nature and I think the longer you can spend outside, the better it is for me. And there's just something about it helping me to understand the the world in a in a great with a greater sense of the world, not just the world as my day to day life, but sort of this bigger sense being around mountains and herds of elk or bison bears, that kind of thing, that they're just, they're living in the world like I am. And they don't care that I'm in recovery. They're just going about their business. And it's, it's definitely spiritual for me. How about, how about for you, Andy? Um, spiritual is a little fuzzier for me. I think it's, it's important that it, spiritual doesn't mean church, right? Which, right. I mean, yours is right. an example of that, that it's not religion necessarily but i think you know finding somebody who has the same kind of beliefs and values mm -hmm. and sort of connecting with that person 
mm-hmm. is helpful spiritually, mm-hmm. you know, somebody mm-hmm. that you don't have to argue with or, you know, whatever, just sharing those values and, and those beliefs is helpful. Yeah. Like you might, you might volunteer. Yeah. You know, you might go volunteer somewhere at a cause that you believe in. So maybe it's the animal shelter, right? Yeah. You love cats and dogs and you go and you volunteer there. I mean, you get around other people who share similar values as you do. And so that, that can be, that can be really important. Right. And also I think it helps us find a sense of self, a sense of purpose. And you're not, you're not doing that for a paycheck. I think that's an important aspect of it. And it's not to be undervalued. We don't have to, you know, if you're volunteering again at an animal shelter or something, you're not getting a paycheck. You're doing it because you love it. And all the other people there are probably feel the exact same way, which is not necessarily the case if you have a job, even if you're passionate about it at times, you may not always feel the same way and and you're getting paid to do it. So it's it's a different, very different experience. Yeah. So that kind of leads into like professional or vocational, depends on, you know, what term you want to use for that. Something that you can do for your self-care, I think, is is set some good boundaries, sure. good professional boundaries. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times you hear mm-hmm. Don't take your work home with you. And okay, for peer supporters, that can be difficult sometimes, right? I mean, those people are still going to be on your mind, potentially. But, you know, mm-hmm. building those boundaries and and saying, okay, but this time when I'm at home is my time. I don't, I don't need to focus on the things at work sure. that are a problem or, you know. Yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Those of you who are listening who are peer supporters, learning to turn your, your phone off is really important for self-care. That That is really, really important. I get asked that by peer supporters a lot. Can you turn your phone off when you go home? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, I do, to, I, do, I do today. I do today. I can't say I always did that, like, you know, all these new peer supporters across the state, you start out and you're, you're eager and you want to help people. And, and it's a little bit selfish because you want to make sure that you're always there for everybody. And that's really not about everybody else. That's really becomes about you. And it's the feeling that you get the reward that you get back. But once I began to turn it off and say no and set these boundaries, I found that I was actually a much healthier, much better peer supporter. And then it doesn't bleed into your personal life. You know, you're doing something at home, even just having dinner or watching a movie and the phone rings and it's that peer that needs support. Oh, I got to go take this. But now you're you're impeding on your personal time when you're supposed to be focused on you and your family and taking care of yourself. And so that ends up getting shortchanged along the way, right? So, yeah, you know, yeah. And I think the other thing too is, you know, taking classes, and this can be both in the professional and personal side, but learning things, you know, like you can go to an adult 
education course, or it can even be a continuing education that's specific to your work, but yeah, getting out of the office setting or the recovery center, you know, wherever you're working and going, going somewhere else, right, can really help sort of, you know, again, it shakes up your, your standard routine. Okay, today I'm going and I'm going to go do this. I think really helpful. And again, that can be you know, adult ed kind of thing. Hey, I want to learn how to play pickleball or something, you know, and you're going to go do that. Now I'm helping my physical, the physical side of my life or like you, right? I mean, with the theater. Yeah. I'm sure you, you get some of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. The theater is actually kind of a weird thing for me because it's my job, but also something that I like to do and that's helpful for me. And there are certainly different aspects of that. You know, there are certain things that are my job and certain things that uh, I do just Mm -hmm. for fun. Sure. But I think it's hard to be effective in whatever your job is if it's on all the time, Mm -hmm. right? If, If you don't take a step back away from it. And I think, you know, a term that we use sometimes is, you know, refill your cup, right? So I know, like, for for the theater specifically, when I get wrapped up too much in the marketing piece of it, then the fun piece of that starts to be more difficult sure. for sure. me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I think having as many of these tools in the toolbox as you can is really important and you know hobbies having things that you're interested in on a personal level whether you know that can be you know you can be artistic and paint or draw or photography it can be gaming you know playing a a video game that helps you sort of escape yeah somebody just shared this with me uh you know, watching a movie about outer space, right? And takes you, you know, out out of your world and and you're thinking about something else and fantasizing and, you know, and that we really need to have those going on in our life. And I think particularly now, there's a lot of stress in the world. There's a lot of anxiety going on around the world. And then for those of us in recovery, you know, that's, that's just another stressor that we're having to deal with. And so having hobbies where you can step away and do something else. I remember Andy, when you took peer support training, you were doing, uh, what were you doing? Crocheting or knitting or. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right? I crochet in meetings. Yeah. Cause yeah. it helps me focus really. It's, yeah. it's like people doodle and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So it helps me focus, but it's also relaxing, right? So I will do that uh, in the evenings if I'm, you know, going to mm-hmm. watch TV. Sometimes my hands need something to do. So instead of scrolling through Facebook on my phone or something, it, it's better if I just mm-hmm. find something like that to do, to something creative to do. Plus, plus it's it like in your case, you're, you're making something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and I always think about. You know, you see people, everybody's got their nose in their phone constantly. And I think it's it, most of the time that that's you're not really taking care of yourself. That's not really what no. that is. Right. It's distraction. Right. It's like, oh, I need to. Yeah. So 
I, I think there are apps that you can use for self-care for sure. But I think being mindful, like some of the keys to this is one, I think being mindful of what you're doing. Yeah. This is to take care of myself. That's why I'm doing this, whatever the this is for you, right? And so I think that's really important. Plus, I think when you develop a more robust tools around self-care, I really think it helps it it helps me grow as a person because I'm learning new things. Not only not only am I learning the new hobby or whatever I'm doing, right? But I'm I'm growing as a person also and I'm becoming more well-rounded. And I'm also experimenting, learning what is of interest to me. What do I like? There's certain things, hobbies I might try, and eh, it's not that interesting to me, right? Working with uh, uh, clay, you know, this was one that I, I just stumbled along. It was a group, you know, that I came up with in the drop-in center and uh, working with hand clay and, and shaping and making things. I mean, this is something I've been doing for like 10 years now. I enjoy it and it's, I'm very focused and I'm definitely taking care of myself. I'm not thinking about other things when I'm doing it. Feels good. And so I encourage you, the listener, to experiment and think about what are those things? How, how are you going to focus in on yourself and whatever dimension it falls under? I think you've got to develop develop that. I think it's an important part of recovery, but I also think it's a bigger part of overall wellness. Would you agree with that, Andy? Yeah. And I think sometimes, yeah. And I think when you get started, if you're really going to do this, you might have to schedule it. For sure. It's easy to just let things yeah. go um, if they don't seem important. And so... I would recommend that you schedule something, you know, even a little thing every day if you can, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. is a self-care kind of strategy or tool. Right. I mean, to get in, get yourself into the practice of it, and, and it really does need to become a practice, I think, that's so important that having these things that you're going to do that give you pleasure and are going to take your mind off, whether it's the virus outbreak or it's work or, you know, an argument with a, a partner or a family member or whatever, but just to be able to take your mind off that and what are you going to do? And, and really you might need to make a list and you might need to write them down. And, and we've been using this self-care wheel yeah and there's a ton of them out there. You know, here, here's where you can use your phone and you can Google, you know, self-care dimensions of self-care or self-care wheel or life balance wheel, another name for it. You can find all kinds of them. I mean, there's those ones. You ever do one of those, uh, Andy, one of those where you score it, where you score each of these? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so you can see which parts are you need more work on and, yeah. and that kind of thing. It gives you like a little circle graph kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I would encourage the listener to think about that and you know, if you're really meticulous and you want to score it all and 
track it that way you can or you can make lists or but I think it's really it's really important for us in recovery and, and again particularly right now with everything going on it's important that that we do that that we take time to not watch all the updates <laughs> and the tweets and the you know because they're just constant aren't they oh, yeah. I mean they're just yeah. one one after another so to be able to escape to step away what are you going to do something different yeah what's that going to look like for you well i think we're about out of time for today remember if you are interested in being a guest on one of our podcasts you can just send one of us an email jim or andy at mtpeernetwork.org we're interested in having lots of different people on as guests and our topics are pretty broad so Make sure you check out the other podcasts that we have. Also, you know, our webinars and social media and all of those things. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works. Recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. (laughs) Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible.